And we're live in five, four, three, two, and one. Hello, everybody out there in college golf land. It's another week, which means another episode of the Any Given Tuesday podcast. Coach Jason Payne here, and I've got Coach Brady Greger sitting here shotgun in the van. We've been busy, like a lot of college golf coaches, checking the oil, making sure the batteries are charged on the van. Brady, how excited are you that school is approaching? Well, like a lot of coaches in there, I had to uh, go make sure the van was bug-proofed, ran into another hornet's nest. So we got that up out of there and ready to get uh, going if we're allowed to go. Well, I tell you what, it's been a busy week. And when we talk about a busy week, there's really no one better to get involved when we talk college golf. That is the guy who always has his thumb on the pulse of college golf, Lance Ringler. And we've got Lance live right here via phone. He's up in... Lafayette, Indiana. Lance, how you doing? I'm good, Coach. What's going on? Oh, man, I think like all of us coaches, we're busy trying to figure out what's going to happen this fall. And, and, and we've got the news last night that the ACC is not going to play fall golf. And we know you're up there at the Purdue University golf course, which, mm-hmm. you know, with Michael Thompson winning on tour this past week, I believe that the 2008 National Championship was probably Michael Thompson's last college event. Am I right in that? That that sounds about right. Yeah, like, like maybe, yeah, I thought he might be a little bit older than that, but that could be true. That could be true. And, uh, you know, obviously UCLA uh, won that week, and which was uh, Freeman's first year's coach, I believe, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, it was, yes. Yeah, he, he inherited a good little squad from OD, and that was a good situation to, to walk into. But what we've got you joining us for is to get your opinion on what you're hearing from the college players up there of the season. Uh, you know, the, the players, they, they, they don't say a whole lot. I mean, it, yeah, some of them, you know, if you get talking to them, but, you know, they're all ready. They're all smiles. They're, they're just happy uh, to be playing golf. For example, you know, some of these teams or some of these players up here, there's a lot of players from the, from that team. Like, for example, the Iowa women's team has it's, – it's five – I don't know if it's starting five, but they have five players here from the women's team, and they're all decked out today in the same outfit. So – <laughs> I, every time I think about it, I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, wow, it's, it's like a college tournament because they all got their bags, they got their umbrellas, and they all got black shorts and, and the gold tops on. So in, in some aspects, they're, they're playing college golf right now in their minds because uh, the, these events that I've been doing are all for college players. It's, if you're on a college roster, you could play in this event. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of Big Ten players playing, um, you know, Indiana, Purdue, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio State, they all got players here. Uh, Cincinnati, Kent State. So uh, the bags are out, the umbrellas are out today. We got some rain, and uh, but like I said, the kids, for the most part, they don't say a whole lot. They just kind of they're just all smiling and playing golf, and and they only they, you know no one really knows any more than anyone else because no we don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's just you know you have no idea. It seems like it changes not not every day. It seems like it changes every couple hours. So who knows. No doubt. Well, what is your what has been the the temperature after the ACC decision yesterday afternoon? So, so that's really, yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, everybody was kind of waiting for that first domino to fall, and honestly, I think there's a. I talked to a lot of coaches, and mainly northern coaches yesterday were calling me. Uh, obviously, Big Ten, MAC schools, Missouri Valley. Um, they're, they're, I think it may work in favor of them because now this. It's it's weird. It's like everybody thought someone was going to cancel that everyone was. But here's what here's what came out of that. The ACC, if they would have announced we're we're stopping fall golf, and that's all they would have said, 
it would have had a much bigger ramification than, oh, by the way, here's our football schedule, and here's what our volleyball or soccer teams are going to do, but you're not going to play fall golf. So instead of, like, creating this, like, somber feeling, it actually pissed people off because here they are announcing they're going to be playing these other sports, but yet they're not going to play golf. And golf, as you guys know, can be the most um, – it, can, it, 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 it lends itself to social distance and, and, and things of that nature. So I think now what's happened is some of these coaches, there's a lot of coach threads within conferences, like, you know, the Mac coaches, Missouri Valley, and they all have their email chains with each other, their text threads. And I think those were lighting up last night because now they're going to their administrators saying, hey, look, we, we can't do we can't do what the AC does, ACC is doing. We, we have to play fall golf. It's too important to us in the north. Uh, we just can't – waste you know waste that whole season now granted everybody understands that the coronavirus is real and and whatnot but if it can be done safely it can be done on a golf course and 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 they want to play so i i think it's actually like i've said all along i think there's going to be some schools obviously not playing at all that's already been announced at all levels from d3 to d1 but i think we're going to see some schools playing yeah lance i think that um Interesting, the Big South obviously announced September 3rd start date, and we are reassured uh-huh. that we're sticking to that as of um, right now. But what's going to be interesting, I guess, would be as we are, had scheduled several ACC teams hosting tournaments that we were in this fall. And with those tournaments now, are, I've already gotten emails this morning about those tournaments um, kind of shifting to alternate routes, some of those being canceled completely, some of those with here in North Carolina – um, the CGA possibly taking over just doing amateur events. Um, will be interesting to see, and we're going to get your thoughts on this, how that shifts to the, the 500 rule, and what are your thoughts of, of going forward with that? Well, that one I'm sure is nobody's even really thought that one out yet. Basically, I, I, that's going to be really interesting. You're, you can't really have any wiggle room from it. I mean, you're going to have it or you're not going to have it. I don't know how you could do anything different. And I think that we could very likely see that rule maybe waived this year because of the uncertainty of schedules. I know there's going to be a lot of coaches that don't even know where they're going to be playing in the spring right now because everything's going to probably shift and change. And you you guys know as well as anyone, uh, the 500 rule can really affect a team that doesn't really know how good their team's going to be. So they really have to watch how they schedule. And now, not even knowing where you're going to go, you're going to have a lot of teams that are going to be really, really scared of that that guideline and, and that situation. So I think, I don't know. I mean, if you have it, it's going to it's going to really play a big factor this year. Well, Lance, Lance, let me ask you this point. I mean, we we, we look at other sports, especially college basketball, because we have mm-hmm. basically the same number of schools playing college basketball as we do college golf. They play a conference schedule. And basically, in a very high RPI league, if you don't have over a 500 winning percentage in, let's say, the ACC basketball, it's hard for you to get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. So why are we scared of a Big Ten team or an ACC team or an SEC or of any Power Five league? If they just have to play themselves, they should still adhere by the power the 500 rule. And if they don't yeah. like it, maybe maybe they need to call their AD and say, hey, you know yeah. what? I don't want to be in the Big 12 anymore in golf because it's too hard for me. Right. Right. Well, yeah, so a couple points to that. I don't disagree with what you're saying at all. Um, the, the difference between the other – basketball, for example, is they don't have a hard written rule that says that. Now, we all know that – I, I know it's happened once or twice where a team with a sub-500 record in their league 
got in, but not overall. Obviously, they did if they had if they won their conference tournament and got the AQ, but they just don't have that hard written rule. And what I'm saying is, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Um, if they're just playing within their conference and they get beat up and that hurts them, I'm talking more along the lines of like when we come back out in the spring and you, and, these, and teams don't know where they're going. You know, okay, we got to go here. I mean, there's guidelines on when you set your schedule and who you know you can't change your schedule. All that's going to change now because teams are going to be jockeying and changing schedules well into February probably. Um, so, like, you know, I'm just saying, either you're either going to have to have it or you're just going to have to ignore it, and that's that's probably a call by the NCAA championship committee, and and you know, I doubt they. Who knows when that would happen? Does that make sense? Well, what I'm saying? Do you understand where I'm coming from? One hundred percent. And I tell you what, I guess if any coach has any aversion and they want to end up the, the 500 rule, we can just put in another rule and we'll let all their players hit two balls off the first tee then. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I, I, like I said, it, it's it's just there's the 500 rule. Has, has come. It's evolved a lot, and what we've seen is these, 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 the scheduling component is what is the trick to it. And now, what I'm saying is, and I'm not defending it at all. I'm just saying now, what I'm saying is the uncertainty of schedules yeah. makes that difficult. And so, there, no you know, there, you know, there's going to be coaches that say, you know, wait, I can't have the 500. Well, I don't even know where I'm playing. Well, and then there's going to be, well, well, you better beat half the field you play. So, you know, or, or you're, you know, you're toast. So, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's the same thing with going into the spring. You know, the maximum or the minimum number of tournaments and rounds you need to even be postseason eligible. They're probably going to lower that. I believe, it's 15, I believe it's 15 rounds in the spring season to be postseason eligible. So, there could be some teams that, that might struggle to get that. So, I, I could see the NCAA also lowering that amount. Yeah, you know, and I think you might see some coaches that are smart maybe going ahead right now and maybe trying to schedule some, you know, even one-day events in the spring yeah. and, and sometime in yeah. March where they know they can get some of the mm-hmm. maybe lower mid-major teams to come play against the Power right. 5 opponents. They can guarantee themselves 30 wins in the spring, and, you know, yep. they, they know where they're ever going to play. So you're right, scheduling is going to be hard, and there's definitely going to be, you know, some coaches having to, you know, definitely earn their money this spring because uh, it's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, there's, there's going to be – that's the whole thing. Yeah, I would love to see you do a poll even on Twitter saying, hey, do you want to see the 500 rules suspended for a year? And then in the comment section, let a coach um, say why. You know, what, what's what's their, their rationale of keeping it or it going away? It's going to be one of those situations where if they take it away, maybe it might not come back. <laughs> that's a good point. Because there's well, people that wanting to get rid of it for a while anyway. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think it, it, that's certainly going to come up once we know more about what's going on. That's for sure. And you know what? The thing about it, you know, these these Big Ten schools that are in the middle of the pack in the Big Ten or the lower rung Big Ten schools, they probably haven't even thought if they play three events. See, what they're talking about is playing like an East Coast or an East Side, a West Side, and then like a Big Ten Fall Championship. So that's three events. If you're on the bottom part of that Big Ten, you put yourself so far behind the eight ball in three events that you they probably haven't thought that out yet. <laughs> well, you're right. With, so. with that, you got to you got to think a little bit too. With the 500 rule, say it does disappear, you've got rankings really become a factor. What'll be interesting is, especially with all these schools that have different contract contact trace rules for like uh-huh. 
out if you have 14 days. I, I can only imagine the NCAA yeah. is going to allow you to pull out of tournaments when you when yeah. you can. But, I mean, there's no reason to say High Point finishes on top of their first four events that they play in, and all of a sudden my guys come down with it. We're sitting atop yeah. the Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. This season, yeah, this season is going to be – there's so many twists and turns. You can't even really predict what might come up. Yeah, and Lance, you know, also, why wouldn't you uh, – if a team were to play well in the fall against uh-huh. a limited available amount of teams, uh-huh. even if we just interconference, let's say if uh, oh, Illinois yeah. was to go undefeated in the fall in the Big Ten events, why yeah. wouldn't they just sit out the spring till April, play one event against the <clears> common <throat> opponents, and then go straight into the Big Ten? Because then they would have basically assured themselves probably a top ten ranking. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, there's it obviously depends on the connections and whatnot, but that, yeah, that's, that, and that, but that's the whole thought. That's the whole reason why, why fall golf is even, is important to these, to these Northern climate teams, because they, they need, they need that competition because if, if you did not have it, they would really all struggle. I mean, I did a few years ago, I went and I took, I picked like 30 teams in the country and I did like four or five years worth what the end of their ranking was at the fall, end of the fall, what their ranking was, and then what their ranking was at the end of the year. And I think it was like 88% of them got worse. And that, yeah. that's just, that's just, there's, there's no, there's no defending that. There's no, this is, it's just a fact. They, these teams can't be outside hitting balls on grass. You know, golf's, a, you just can't, it's hard to take three months off and, and get that all back right away. So they, they need that competition. And, you know, that's why, the, you know, teams can go out and play six events, build up a ranking, and then they don't have to play but three events maybe in the spring. And they kind of sit on that. So, But this year opens the door up for that big time with, with some programs. There's no question. Yeah, with golf being a spring sport, you know, spring doesn't officially begin till the third week of March. And the third week of March, in a lot of these schools, yeah. it's still pretty cold and snowing in the third week oh. of March. So to your point, oh, yeah. it's, the, fall is, uh, the fall is really more important than the spring. You know, and that's that's what I was going back and forth with people on Twitter last night, and it really is because, and not only for, and it's even important for the Southern schools too because that's when the kids have been out all summer grinding and playing amateur tournaments, and they come back and they're, they, in theory, as a coach, I would think you got you want your kids peaking when they get there in September, you know, mm-hmm. and and you know once they get to school, then then they they got classwork, they got social gatherings that. You know, now I use the word social in a different way, but you know they get distracted, and so obviously the, the fall season is really big. And the, the other thing I tried to explain to some people was how much the fall season has meant to college golf over the last twenty, thirty years. Look at all the great events and great courses that that teams play on um, during the fall season. If you didn't have a fall season, you wouldn't have those events because they just couldn't host those events in the spring. There's not enough time. The courses aren't in good enough shape. So. Fall golf, and, and, and you really want to talk about it. If we if we had to eliminate and say when the championship segment should be, it probably should be in the fall mm-hmm. for 100%. the whole country. For yep, the whole 100%. country, it works for the teams in the South, no question. But really, you know, play play if, if you're only going to have one season, then you would want to try to start a little bit earlier, like maybe soccer or cross country does, and then have your championship around Thanksgiving. Yeah, none of those, none of these. Seems like chipping on dormant Bermuda, but that's not <laughs> to get ready for. <laughs> but it's it's you know I just wonder. I think about all these other sports of basketball and football. If they if they had to deal with some of the things that golf golf is so crazy. College golf. I mean, 
you can't, you know, we have 18 whole events that count. We have 54 whole events that count. We have six count four. We have six count five. We have, we just, we have teams that play in fivesomes together. We have all these crazy, you know, but then we got, then we, then we try to say match play and force that in. And it's the same as stroke play. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, it's crazy. All this stuff that goes on around college golf. Well, Lance, I think you've officially convinced me. If a coach has something against the 500 rule, I'll be willing to lower it to 499. <laughs> like I said, I'm I don't care either way. I just know that this year, this year it's going to be it's going to be goofy with that 500 rule. Just because the whole thing about the 500 rule, if you're a smart coach, you should, and I'm not saying that the coaches that have missed in the past are dumb. All I'm saying is you just have to look at your team realize what kind of team you have, and then schedule appropriately to avoid the 500 rule. Simple as that. Very simple. Um, but they can't, they can't do that this year because they probably don't know where the hell they're going to be playing. <laughs> so that's why, you know, like you said, you know, if we have it, oh, well. If you don't, then you better get rid of it completely. Yeah. Well, Lance, there's no doubt that we need a czar of college golf and we need somebody <laughs> who can, you know, quickly make decisions and, and, and maybe we need to get you appointed to that position. So. Well, I, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I just turned my Twitter off for a while. Right now my brain is fried. <laughs> G- give us a quick recap of what's going on there at the golf course at Purdue with who's leading and who's playing well and, and what we yeah. have to see. Yeah, so um, yesterday was a phenomenal day. I, I think you've, you've been to this golf course before. It, it is it's really really good and the superintendent here I guess they haven't had any golf carts out on the camping course for for several days maybe a week and it is striped up and looks absolutely perfect and and uh it it's just absolutely gorgeous and the, yesterday it was hot and and it, today it's raining but like I said we have close to 90 guys in the in the guys field 30 girls in the girls field um Course played tough, nearly 7,400 yards. Cole Bradley, who's actually the son of, of Rob Bradley, the coach here at Purdue, he shot 67 yesterday with two bogeys, uh, which wow. is a great round. Uh, only about 10 people broke par. Um, so it's, it's setting up to be a really good event. And uh girl from Ohio State's leading after the first round. She shot 70. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a real good event. Like I said, a lot of good competition. There's some kids from some, some D2 schools. Uh, University of Indianapolis has a great golf program. They got some players here. So it's it's just good. It's what, what's really fun. What I like to see, I like to see the the small schools, the NAI school uh, player here playing in the pairing with a Big Ten player. It's just it's a it's a fun event from that standpoint. No doubt. And, and you know, I was surprised how many guys did break par because last time I was there, that place was such a ball belt through so hard. Yeah. Well, and, it's uh, perfect. It was perfect conditions, no wind, and they don't have they don't have the rough and the heather up like they did when you were here. <laughs> Have, so, have you made it over to Triple X to have a milkshake or what? I, I haven't made it there yet, just because uh, it's a place. It's one of those places that takes cash only, so I got to go get some cash. But I do got to get over there before I get out of town. <laughs> well, Lance, if you do that, make sure you post a pic for us. And, oh, uh, for sure. Absolutely. And we'll have to have you on uh, the podcast here more often to get a regular update with all your insights. Yeah, there's going to probably be a lot going on over the next few weeks, and then uh, yeah, anytime, feel free to call me, guys. You got it. Awesome. Thank you, Lance. Thanks, Lance. All right. Be good.